All right, folks, welcome back to another edition of Unconquered Talk Podcast. As always, you know, I, I'm Nate. Uh, with us, as always, we have we have Steve and we have CJ. We also gonna have, we're gonna have a special guest tonight. We have the huge Florida State fan, funny ass comedian Benji Brown is with us tonight. We're also gonna we're also expecting to have a Marion Cooper, uh, 2021 cornerback signee from Lehigh Acres and and down by Fort Myers. So. Hey, Benji, man, thank you for coming on tonight. You know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and to, uh, you know, hear some stories and just, you know, chop it up about Florida State. Thank you, man. It's always a pleasure to come on and, you know, kick it. Looking forward to a nice, another epic episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I want to get right into it. You know, we talked, I think you were on, <laughs> on, the, on our podcast last year. You know, we got, you know, come off the Taggart stuff and, and going into, you know, 2020, you know, the craziness that was, was last year's season. You know, I, I would like to hear your thoughts on, on, you know, how you think everything unfolded, you know, being a Florida State guy for so long. You know, what what are your thoughts about Norvell and, and where this program is at right now? Well, first of all, uh, that's crazy. It seemed just like yesterday we were talking about the Taggart era. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and now – yeah, and then now, so we're we are a year into the the Norvell era, which is uh, first of all, I thought um, for a while when he was uh, uh, at Arizona State, and mm-hmm. um, had a good feeling about him when he was go, you know headed to Memphis, um, and he took what the you know the previous regime did at Memphis, and he made it more explosive. Um, he likes the big play. If he bought, if he got the groceries, he know how to cook, and um, you know. The first year, and I told me Norvell is the type that that is, he's all about structure and uh, organization. And once he gets something rolling, like Florida State, if he gets machine, what what state probably will most likely end up um, evolving into? Uh, that'll be what Memphis was getting ready to have. Um, he left. He could have stayed there and kept it going like a machine, and it would have only gotten better. Um, but he wanted to go and take a bigger challenge, which is a total rebuild to Tallahassee. And um, last year, he got a chance just without a whole spring. And then, of course, the pandemic, he had a whole year to just basically uh, e- e- evaluate the roster, evaluate his coaches, evaluate his whole, uh, you know, the program or whatever. So uh, it, in, in a common sense way, Last season was the entire spring game. Yeah. It was the entire spring game. Yep. It was the off season. I mean, you had a lot of just uh, barricades. And so now that he knows what he has to work with currently, which is why it's no surprise which, how quickly over 60-something percent flip. And you don't do that if you had an amazing return on your evaluation. Um, it, you know, he liked what he saw and liked what he had. The roster wouldn't be flipped this fast. You're going to flip a roster. Yeah, that's, that's every coach, but it wouldn't be flipped this quick. Yeah. And, um, you know, he brought in some, some integral pieces, and I'm quite sure we'll talk about that uh, in the coming minutes. That's going to kind of uh, expedite what he's trying to do. Yeah, I, I was going to follow up with that. You know, I, I think all of us joke around about UCF and their claim to the national championship in 2017. But you, can't, you can't really joke around with Milton and what he did at UCF um, in, in that system and him as a quarterback. You know, he, you know, he was he was rolling up until that injury. And, you know, coming coming into to this offseason, I think, you know, the, you know, the three of us really talked about how you know, this team needed some, some true leadership and, and needed some some more stabilization, maybe, you know, at, at the important positions. And I, I think, you know, that was a one-stop shop bringing in Milton. You get a guy who's proven on the college level, a guy who's a winner. And, and from everything that's been said so far, it has been, a you know, a, a true leader from the time he stepped on, on campus. So, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, on Florida State, yeah. you know, pretty much land, landing the guy who may be the number one uh, transfer guy in the portal this year? 
Mike Norvell and Florida State, by bringing in Mackenzie Milton, they have a chance to look to the level in which he, or even close to it, they got a chance to look back and say that that move is what kind of kind of created that 180, got Florida State back on a, on a roll. Sometimes it just takes that one move, and and what better move than um than the most important position on the field? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, we just saw a couple of weeks ago in the Super Bowl, one move at the most important position uh, can make all the difference. So, McKeon, uh, you know, make no mistake. I mean, this man was he was a uh, he had accumulated a lot of votes for the Heisman. You know, when he was healthy, two straight years, um, he plays fast. He brings a uh, leadership. I, I, I've said this before. This might be the um, when it comes to just leadership at the quarterback position. We probably haven't seen this kind of leadership in Tallahassee since uh, uh, 2014. Um, you know, you had an experienced quarterback with Everett Golson um, and DeAndre Francois. But that's the one thing as far as like leadership. No one ever they talked about Go, Everett uh, Golson's athletic ability, his moxie, his pocket awareness, but no, you really, really don't, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to, to, to go back and, and, and find any sound bites of commentators that spoke about Golston's leadership. Uh, DeAndre Francois, that was uh, one of his, uh, the knocks on his game is, you know, can he be a leader? Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can, can he, can he be? A, so this is probably uh, the first quarterback since maybe Jameis Winston, honestly, that you can say, uh, guys in the huddle look at and really believe that, that uh, they can move the ball at will when they want um, and, and get the job done on, on offense. So uh, that's, that's to me, probably the most important signing in, in the, this offseason for Florida State and the, the portal overall. Yeah, that's a good point, Benji, in regards to the um, leadership that he brings and in and we can say this, that that's probably been one of the biggest issues that um, the teams of late has been lacking is that type of leadership. And, um, you know, just that, um, how can I put this, that um, that locker room, how can I put this, uh, accountability, accountability. And um, we see mm-hmm. that last week um, with um, with um, Milton, he's uh, orchestrating the off-season off throws. We even had um, my favorite, um, probably my favorite signing from the um, portal, aside from the quarterback with Parchman, we even had him doing, um, you know, Running routes in the indoor facility, getting getting that work in and trying to build that chemistry with um with Milton. So you do see that um he's trying to build that team camaraderie and um you know just get on the same page with the guys in the locker room. And, and while we talk about leadership, uh, my uh, not name Milton <clears throat> that uh, transferred to Florida State that, that uh I'm 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 excited about. I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing they go bring to the team, but I think those are going to be my splash players of this year. Uh, one, I've been watching him since he was a little kid, man, uh, Kier Thomas. Mm. Um, you know, full circle, he, he's he, he, he back home where he was supposed to be the first time. Things didn't work out the first time where he could be here and not South Carolina, but um, that man, he's a, he's a, and that's crazy. I, I normally call them kids. But that, that's a grown man in the middle. <laughs> yes. And and that they Florida they have Florida State hasn't had, I say he'll he'll be the most effective D D tackle. And this is crazy. <laughs> Marvin Marvin Wilson was here. Robert Cooper's been making, you know, waves here and there. But to me, Kier Thomas, and, and I'm going on record and say this to be the he's he's the first dog that they'll have in the middle of the defense since uh Derek Nottie, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like the mo- a very disruptive. He's a he's he's a he's a leader. That's one. So Kiertum and the cornerback that came over with uh, uh Milton from from UCF. Mm-hmm. When it comes to work Damn. ethic and leadership, nobody's saying anything because he was quiet, but he's a guy that don't back down. They lost you losing Asante Samuel. He is the corner on the team. Right it could now, be Asante, so on to speak. the roster that does not that he wants the best receiver on the other side. He he 
he don't do a lot of he gonna he's not afraid to come up and hit. As a matter of fact, he, he took it per anytime he played against a power five or, or SEC team, and he and he can play in that game. You saw it against LSU, you see against Auburn. He he he's the one that's not gonna take no plays out. And those two, those two not named McKenzie Milton, those are the guys, those are locker room guys, guys who are not used to uh, taking plays off and, and, and uh, guys, you know, uh, half doing things when, when it comes to the mat drills, those kind of things. Man, those are the guys that's going to turn around the entire uh, uh, culture, you know what I'm saying, and, and get it going forward. And speaking of culture, you, um, you just um, mentioned a trigger word that's been um, going around on the timeline <laughs> um, recently as of late. Some people. Some people feel like culture really isn't a thing. And some people feel like culture is a thing in regards to the locker room and stuff like that. Just want to get your let's, let's, let's restate that. Some people think it's not. Everybody else knows it is. Right, 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 so. right. People feel, like it's, it, hey, people feel like it's not a big issue. That, SSU doesn't have a culture problem. No, no, no. No, the team's has been and in the playoffs. Let me interrupt you real quick, Benji, because um, you were about to say something about the team in the playoffs. Um. Talk about Bama and uh, Nick Saban. Does Nick Saban does he have a, a culture instilled at Bama? Yeah, it's a culture. A culture in in an institution are are synonymous because it's instilled. Uh, they have a culture. That's why you know you, they have a, a long term success. Clemson, they have a culture. Uh, uh, Ohio State culture. When you talk about teams that you you, you know you they, when when your culture right. People, uh, the general public that's not fans of your school, they get tired of seeing you because they're not tired of the team. People, they think they're tired of seeing Bama in the playoffs and, and holding up the trophy. But what they're really saying is they're tired of culture, uh, of a good culture, a winning culture, a culture that's that's proven, that stand the test of time. Uh, Florida State had, I mean, you know, when, when Bobby Bowden's last game uh, against West Virginia, um, you saw – culture guys who came into the program to instill culture Lamarcus Joyner culture Telvin Telvin Smith culture uh uh, uh Rashard Green they, those guys I, I talked to them uh most of that championship team we talk still all the time and that's been the main thing man you know when you got a coach I remember talking to tell me and Telvin Smith talking and uh I didn't speak to him a lot in 2013 but 2014 I was around the team pretty much all year because I felt like I got to watch them. They, you know, they, 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 they don't won the ring in 2013. They, uh, a lot of them, you know, they became rock stars. The Kelvin, everybody is a rock star. And I remember asking Telvin, take me back to the championship team. What kind of sacrifice did y'all make? What, what, what was the, the vibe in the locker room? And uh, I know y'all probably had to party, man. I mean, y'all, uh, all 2013, once y'all started winning, I bet y'all, and, and he simply told me, Part of me wish I can go back and go to a club at least once in 2013, but it, we I, we wasn't about that. Me, uh, Nick O'Leary, Lamarcus Joyner, anybody that wanted to go out, hang out, party, uh, do anything but practice and watch film or wait or get in that weight room, uh, they 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 was nearly about to you know kind of you might get jumped in the locker room, and uh, this was somewhere leading up to the Alabama game when uh, we had this conversation and that just made me really realize uh, the leadership. You know, you had guys like uh, Tim Jernigan, who he's younger. He's younger on the team. The culture was so good that Jernigan really only started. He couldn't start till he was like a junior. Um, you know, Telvin Smith, the culture was so good. Telvin Smith wasn't a starter till he was a senior. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is Talvin Smith didn't get we didn't get no more than one full season of start because the culture before him you know you had the Vince Williams you know those guys they they were just holding it down in the middle Moving uh, those I, guys. I, I think uh, you know yeah one one thing I want to say is you know on uh on the other podcast I'm on we just had EJ Manuel on and that's one thing that we talked about yeah it was one thing that he talked about really was. You know, that 2012 team, you know, he considered himself a leader, you know, being the quarterback. Yeah. But one thing he talked about was, like, the guys that were behind him, that you know, the joiners and Telvins and the Jernigans leading to, to – mm -hmm. and the Jamiesons that led to 2013. He's like, those guys were just better leaders at, in 2012 than I ever was. And, and, and uh, he was not surprised, you mm -hmm. know, with the result of, of 2013. Oh, yeah. 
and, and that just carried over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that was lost. That was lost at some point. Hey, yo, 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 yeah, you uh, could uh, argue that that 2012 team was more talented. It, yeah. it, it had. I mean, you had, you had, sure. you, you had a loaded team. But see, at the most important position where the, the rails fell off. Look, uh, EJ Manuel had a, a veteran, experienced Christian Ponder. Uh, mm-hmm. Christian Ponder, and this is all about Jimbo really making the biggest sacrifice of all. Really, the biggest sacrifice of all happened when we had a, a very able uh, Drew Weatherford who uh, we had a, a, a receiver out of Ocala who was like six, six that he could, all he had to do is throw the ball up to him uh, at Carr. that time. Greg, Greg Carr. Carr. Okay, yeah. Greg Carr, right? We, we, we had Christian Ponder who couldn't throw a ball five yards. And Jimbo knew what Drew Weatherford can do. But for the betterment of the program, we're going to take our lumps with a Drew Weatherford, I mean, uh, with a Christian Ponder, and 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 he developed him to to he became a quarterback that won an ACC title uh, or led you to the ACC championship, and then he uh, mentored and, and showed EJ. EJ was uh, even though Jameis was killing on the scout team and, and <laughs> killing the starters, but EJ Manuel was was his leader. And then so after Jameis, you know, we we had this thing rolling. So, so when it came to the most important position, uh, that position, quarterback, which is Joe's baby, Winry, you had a a, a stop gap in ever uh, uh, Everett Golson. Um, you get the De, uh, DeAndre Johnson. Uh, things things just fell off the rail because the quarterback position, you know, what I'm saying, started to crumble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll spin you for a second. Oh. I think he lost Oof. his connection. Yeah. Yeah. Back on. There he goes. Back on. All right, bet. You muted. You, you muted. You muted. You muted. Yeah, we couldn't keep the uh the baton going. We couldn't keep the baton going. Uh after after the 2014 season, uh, they thought it would maybe you know uh, by the time we uh, get to DeAndre Francois, we can keep it going, uh, and so pretty much you know hey if the theme is culture, Norvell said it in his press conference, and that's really and he he summed it up, but he still was talking about culture when he phrased it how you do anything is how you do everything. That's that's he's that's that's that's, that's another way of saying culture. culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I just don't believe that. Florida State had the right guy in DeAndre. You know, your team takes on the personality of your quarterback. And, and you know, we can all say here in, in hindsight, you know, you know, you know, not everything was DeAndre's fault. Uh, but, you know, a lot of it, some things were his fault. And, you know, he created a lot of the things that happened. But, you know, I, I think him, you know, I think you hit it on the head. We can talk about the leadership of the team and how important it is for your quarterback to be that guy. Um, you know, I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but, you know, you look at what he's done with the Bucks in one short year. You look at, you know, LSU when they got Burrow. You know, one guy could, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say a four going to make a run for, for the title. But, you know, I, I do definitely think it's a, a, ma- a major stepping stone in the right direction to kind of right the ship. Hey, man, that position, man, like you see, look, hey, Georgia – you see what they did? Uh, they made a decision at the quarterback position. It's going to be either you, Jake Fromm, or you, Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, they chose Fromm. Justin Fields goes to Ohio State, and 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 and, and is rolling. The most important position on the field. You just mentioned it, Nate. Joe Burrow goes to uh, to LSU, and uh, and the rest is history. Uh, you know, Fromm, they knew what they had, and he only going to take you so far. Uh, he leaves. You know, uh, goes. Uh, into the draft, and uh, because of that position, uh, Georgia, who's loaded with talent all loaded. over the field, uh, that one position is their Achilles heel. Uh, you you take Brady from New England, and then now all of a sudden they can't even make a wild card. And mind you, the NFL added a seventh team to the to the wild card, and, and the Patriots Patriots couldn't get there. 
uh, the quarterback position, man, I, that's it's the money position. I know they, they got a money on defense, but it really should be that position. It's it's money. You got to got to get that guy. Uh, and, uh, you, you see the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens in, in the National Football League, you know, uh, Flacco's older. Uh, it's time to make a decision. Ozzie Newsome, who's uh, to me probably the best GM I've ever seen. Uh, Agreed. He goes and gets he goes and gets a guy at the money position, and the Ravens gonna be here for a while. Buffalo, I, I told everybody who would listen, Buffalo Bills are a year away. They got them got they done found their guy at the money position. You have to get that guy. It it'll make a whole team. It it'll take a team man, make them av- average guys. The average guys look better. <laughs> that, yeah, look at Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. Correct. You 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 have Agreed. to it, for sustain, sustain sustain and and look at Clemson. I mean, Clemson went from people. A lot of people hate it and said, "Well, they can never do better than they'll never get somebody better than a Taj boy." Yeah, Dabo got this figured out. Dabo Sweeney got this figured out. Okay, so we got uh, uh, after Taj boy. This is when it really went to a whole nother level. They had Deshaun Watson wasn't even the first guy to start at Clemson when Deshaun was a freshman. Oh, yeah, right. Cold out. But 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 but. Dabo had enough foresight to say, man, and he did this twice. Stout, you can go on and hit the road. I think I got my guy. Uh, DeAndre Kelly Francois Bryant. wins. Go. Then Kelly Bryant comes, right? And D- Dabo makes another decision. Kelly, hey, Kelly Bryant, I love you, but I think I got a guy. <laughs> His name is Trevor Lawrence. I, it, this is a guy. Kelly Bryant wasn't a slouch, but I give Dabo credit, man. It's about once you get that, you got to shore up the money. And now Trevor Lawrence is gone. He got a guy waiting already. Mm-hmm. He knows <laughs> the money position to because Cle- Clemson always they before they but before Dabo figured it out that the money position the phrase uh uh, uh what is it Clemson Clemsoning Clemsoning yeah, Clemsoning yeah. all of a sudden they don't forgot how to Clemson, Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> they don't forget because the money position has been shored up. Dabo probably went to the lab and said, "I know what I got to do." That phrase will be a, a, a distant, that's long gone, that his, because I don't shored up the money position. This next guy coming, man, I, he's more of an athlete to me. Uh, he, he's, I didn't know, he's the number one quarterback in the nation at, uh, coming out of high school, the guy that's taking over for yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, DJ, I mean, yep. Clemson coach is saying he's got the most natural arm talent they've, they've had there. No, that's a stretch. I don't know. That might be a stretch there, man. Well, it remains to be seen. Hey, it remains to be seen. Last example. Last example. Uh, all of a sudden, in, in, you know, even though Florida State beat him on national TV, but uh, 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 Mac Brown got 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 a guy at the money position. That mm-hmm. that I mean, they're gonna they they're they're gonna be. You'll see when the 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 pre the projections come out over the summer of who they project to win the ACC and North Carolina will probably be the number two uh, team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the voting for ACC because you just they, he's probably uh, the returning returning the best quarterback in the ACC. Yes. Uh, I, I think you know, yeah. you know you look at Twitter today and everyone's kind of you know freaking out about Florida State possibly landing to two guys <laughs> who, who are considered top flight guys and, and, and you know one of the biggest things that I've liked about Norvell is that he's he just that position immediately. You know, he brought in Rodermaker, he brought in Purdy. You know, it was after all he understands a long time. And, and you know, he he knows that, you know, I I I I I need hey. I, I need I need dudes there. And you look at Duffy. Yeah. Hey Nick. Go ahead. I mean no, you you good. guys, yeah. man, and, and people on Twitter need to relax, man. You need to let it all unfold. You can't have enough talent in mm-hmm. that room. Hey, hey, Jimbo did it. He brought in Francois, DeAndre Johnson, Kai Loxley, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, or, or whatever the guy was. I mean, hey, yeah, Lox- I'm trying to get him on. The year after that, he had um, the year after that, he had your boy um from um, hey, what's the kid name? Golly, from uh, California, um, Lee Henry. He had Malik Henry. The year after I mean, that. You, you can never have too many guys, and, and so, uh, like you said, Nate, you know, there shouldn't be any freaking out, man. Mike Norvell gets it. He addressed it right away. He hit the ground running uh, instead of coaching in that cotton bowl, man. Uh, I remember being on the phone with uh, guys like Ron Dugas, man, and telling me, man, he he he, he already on the phone. He got he, he trying to get checked up. 
You're trying to get uh, uh, Rodemick. You're trying to get all these guys. And and he's trying to back it up, uh, you know, with the transfer of uh, Milton. And then this year, we're not just trying to get just one guy. I mean, they're they trying to get a Duffy. They're trying to get a Morris. They're trying to get them all uh, uh, into the fold because, you know, he knows. Um, the money position is if, you, if you're going to challenge Clemson for, for ACC supremacy, you got to get a guy who can gun them down. Uh, the closest that, Cle- Hell, uh, that Clemson came to lose. Like you just said, um, my bad for interrupting Jim, but uh, Benji, but just like um, you said, hell, Dabo realized that we had that for a while. We had the quarterbacks rolling, and and Dabo seen that he did the same thing. So you know, and Norvell yeah. understands that also. But go ahead, my apologies. I just want to point out that yeah, hey, no, you good. Dabo kind of found that recipe from FSU what Jimbo was doing. Mm-hmm. He found that recipe. Go and get your quarterback. I mean, he had a a senior in Taj Boyd. He had Sammy Watkins and uh uh, uh Elliston running running. He had all these guys. Vic. Beasley. Vic this Beasley, team in Clemson yeah. has supposed to have been going. Vic, but he got all this talent. And Taj Boyd, he's the returning uh, 2013. He was the returning best quarterback in the ACC. And Florida State mm-hmm. went into their house and embarrassed them with a better quarterback who ended up winning the Heisman and a championship. So it, it, it you have to get that guy, man. Uh, it, there's no way around it, man. You cannot win. Rarely, it like you won't see in college football the days of you know, a Ravens defense and uh, we can put in a Trent deal for you. Just take care of unless you got a, his, you have to have a historic defense, but college football is different. It's hard different, yeah. to have a historic defense when, when teams are spreading your defense mm-hmm. out, you just going to have to just keep minimize the, the, the explosive plays because you can't, that's why when the team started spreading out, all of a sudden Nick Saban's historic defense has started fading away. He had to go get guys built like Telvin Smith, uh, uh, the guy Isaiah Williams or whatever from from uh, from Clemson, those guys built like that to to where they can can cover a lot of ground and cover backs, cover slot receivers. Because it ain't the old days of C.J. Mosey just standing in the, in the box and knocking your head off, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all those great linebackers from from Alabama and those details because they spreading you out now. You know, yep. Clemson kind of and, and Auburn, Auburn, they, they, they you know with uh, uh, with Nick Marshall that year kind of spoke Nick Nick Saban to to evolving as a coach. Benji, I want to kind of switch gears so, real quick um, in regards uh-huh. to um, the convo. What are your thoughts on, um, and you probably have, um, you know, your history with knowing the state of Florida and things of that nature. Um, what are your thoughts on the hiring of Ryan Bartow as the director of high school relations? And I ain't gonna lie, if, if I didn't have to really get rest the last couple of days for, for, for projects, I, I could have stayed up for, for over about 48 to 72 hours straight. That's how happy I am about that hire. Um, it's hard to sleep because I already know. Actually, uh, it's crazy. Right before this uh, podcast, um, you know, got a chance to uh, been going back and forth. But I guess uh, Florida State's been having meetings. So uh, just got off the phone before this podcast with uh, with, with Coach Sab, Sab Joseph. Uh, shout out to him and congrats to him. Uh, all his hard work. Uh, so, so, you know, we got a chance to just talk for a couple of minutes. I had to get off that phone with him to get on here, um, about the excitement, uh, amongst the entire staff, but specifically dealing with Ryan Bartow is, uh, I mean, when I talk about, when you say the right fit for, to have a guy, this is to him, I'm surprised he hasn't said it may be, if it's not a dream job, it's the perfect job for him because, he knows the state of Florida better than he knows a lot of states. He knows he, he, he in the Midwest, Georgia, Florida, but Florida is Ryan's. That's his goal, man. He knows. And, 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 and kids love him. Parents, high school coaches, they all his boys. It, the Florida state. It, it, I mean, I was, it's hard. I, I was just asking Sam. I don't know. I told him, I don't know if, if coach Atkins is his hire, but he, he might've outdone when it comes to staff hire. He might be. This might edge out Coach Yak and and Alex Atkins in hires for the simple fact that they don't found a, the. To me, you might as well nickname him the plug. They don't mm-hmm. found the plug. This guy is plugged in. I mean, he can and and the, this is where the, uh, Florida State probably has upgraded. Um. You know, got a chance to know the the, the previous guy who held the, the role, um, really 
kind of known him for about six months. And in talking to him, he uh, he wasn't an evaluator of high school talent. He, he, he knows a little bit of coaching, uh, but he's, his, his job strategically, he never, hey, uh, Norville, I think you should look at this guy. Woods, hey, Woody, Wood, I think you should look at this guy. He was more so uh, a guy who just going to facilitate uh, visits, on-campus uh, activities, uh, along with another guy um, who was like the on-campus recruiting coordinator. But in, in Ryan, you're getting a guy who, he ain't just setting up no meetings uh, and on-campus visits. He actually breaks down film. I mean, he's a junkie for this. Bartow, Bartow can tell you if a guy is a sleeper right now. He can look at him. He, he studies kids. And he can tell you where the blue chipper's at because that's all he do. He don't just set up meetings. And, and so that's why he, he might end up – the only thing that might snatch him, I hate to look so far ahead, if somebody make him the rec- a recruiting coordinator, because mm-hmm. he's a recruiter, he that he does what a recruiting coordinator does. Uh, he evaluates, man. That man, he don't go to sleep. He works, uh, and so I'm excited to have him on on board. Uh, you know, maybe you know, been in the same room with him maybe three times, and he he reminds me. Of a uh, a Drew Rosenhaus man, because America he can talk to you. He 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 got the goods. I, I mean, if he was able to go on that road and recruit, <laughs> and let me stop it right there, y'all. I almost said too much. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, and just to piggyback on what you just said, um, Benji, in regards to um Bartol and how you know his recruiting prowess and things of that nature, other teams in the conference are taking notice too. Um, spoke to my um my uh, connect connections up in Clemson and um. They're aesthetic with the hire, not for us, so to speak, but just know knows what um Bartow brings to the table um during his time at Clemson. Um knows Florida really well, like you just stated, um, really connecting in the game and knows the ins and outs just by being around the game so long. So yeah, um not just you know, FSU fans are excited, but other teams within the conference are taking notice and aren't so excited, so to speak, in regards to that hire. And um, speaking of Bartow and, and what he brings, um to the recruiting, um, to the recruiting front of FSU. Um, what are you hearing in regards to the 2022 class? I know it's kind of early. There's been a lot of buzz in regards to the 2022 class. Oh yeah, 22. Uh, the class of 2022 is a class that, uh, you know, after a tumultuous COVID-filled 2021, leading up to that 2020, uh, 21 class. Um, you know, it, it kind of got they're bearing straight on this new way of uh, recruiting where, where it's, uh, you know, a lot of virtual visits and things of that nature. And so, um, you know, even after going uh, a three and six record, I posed this question in a couple of forums uh, because there's been so much buzz uh, on uh, Florida state uh, 2022 uh, recruiting that the people are shocked. Like how do you go three and six and, uh, are, have a have a, a class thus far in 2022 that just ranks so high. Uh, what what are you selling? You know, after a year like that, you know. So and and you look no further than you know. First, one of the first statements that Mike Norvell made was uh, how ha- when he was, hey, I'm happy to be coming from Memphis here because this is one of the most iconic brands in all of college football, and you. People really want to see Florida State back. Uh, college football is almost like, uh, you know, you, you've all, y'all heard the phrases, uh, oh, be very afraid, scary hours. But really, uh, and I remember Kirk Herbstreit said it, you know, um, once Florida State went up to beat Clemson in 2013 is uh, this reminds when Florida State is good, college football is wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're, they're just like, they're, they're just like, Nobody, you know, when, when Florida State is just good, they, they are unbeatable uh, or, you know, intimidating. And so uh, the, the, the kind of recruits that uh, Mike Norvell had, had, has been evaluating him and his staff for 2022 are 
those are them game changers he was talking about. Those are those playmakers. You know, you got the Travis Hunters and uh, you already got the uh, or the Miko in, in in the fold, uh, the quarterback. Uh, uh, you know that just recently signed, uh, and 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 they're pulling guys who a lot of blue chippers are taking notice of, and so. And, and they want to be a part of, I mean, it's, it's a slew of kids just, you know, this, this past week that are, uh, you know, have, have made it, you know, no secret. Hey, you know, I want to try to get in where I fit in because the numbers of 22s uh, are going to dwindle as far as uh, open slots and y'all, you know, you're going to start seeing dominoes fall, uh, the quarterback position. Um, they'll probably start to, uh, you see positions that, you know, Florida state are probably lean heavy on in the uh, 22 class, which is, uh, you know, some beef up on, uh, in that middle on that line, defensive line, offensive line. They got a couple of tackles right now. That, I mean, you probably get about two this spring alone to pot um, from what I understand. And that's because of just uh, coach Atkins, great relationships, doing what he do. Um, and uh, I think uh, from what Atkins kind of shared with was, um, him having a freshman All-American coaching him up to, to be a, a freshman All-America or ACL kids notice that offensive tackles like wow like okay this this I want a guy that's gonna push me and uh and get me to leave but what what happens when you get those kind of distinctions uh, associated with your name as a young player uh that's when uh NFL scouts NFL GM start taking notice uh and start building up their draft board, building up a profile. And, and now coaches like Atkins can go and say, hey, um, you know, this is what I've done. My, my, my track record speaks for itself. Uh, people like Woody, he's waiting right now to see where his uh, little baby son uh, is picked in the draft. So if you want to go ahead and get his uh, his binder ready when he goes in the living rooms, uh, Coach Yak, uh, you know, the pipeline is, is, is speaks for itself when it comes to the boot. You know, I mean, you get pulling guys like Destin Hills. I know he's class of 2021, but he'll uh, – I'll put on records because a lot of people might not even follow uh, high school football in, in, in Louisiana, period. But in, at, at, in Dustin Hill, Destin Hills' uh, area, mm. he got a few teammates on that team mm-hmm. who's, who's, who's looking Bingo. right now at Florida and And he got some guys – uh, not playing in his at his team, but they all from the same hood. That's they looking like, hey, uh, you know, Yak ain't no, you know, he ain't gonna just come over here and just uh, tell us anything, man. That's like an uncle to a lot of those guys up in New Orleans. Uh, Barto, it's a couple of D ugly D linemen in in North Carolina and South Carolina right now looking at Florida State, but at least four that that they SEC, you know, I. I uh, that those are the guys that LSU's Bama and Auburn go and get that now you'll start to see and going back out because I, 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 for, I forgot to mention this this is going to bode well uh, for 20 class of 2022 right away um, you will see a difference in trench work because of a bar tub on, on, on the, on the, on the staff the trench the, 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 the trenches that, that we used to see you know any fans of Florida State growing up um uh, of some of those great D lambs and, and even offensive line, uh, that's one of his specialty uh, specialties. We already we we we've been getting DBs whether we have good seasons or not. That's nothing. Now uh, they 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 get those trenches going, which is what Jimbo even first did. Uh, 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 you know, we start seeing people like the Bajoran Warners and and he's pulling tank mm-hmm. carriers and you know, uh, shout out to, to Mark Stoops you know, for helping that too. Uh, those those are those those are the kind of guys that you need at Florida State to say, wow, hold on. Uh, let's say they play a Clemson in the 20s and 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 now Clemson just ekes Florida State out by a field goal, but they really not celebrating because they know whoa. We should have lost this game. That, you know, that, that's what o- Oklahoma said in, in, in what is that? 2011. 10, 11 down in Tallahassee? 11, okay. yep. They, they won, but they knew we could have easily lost this game. You start to, you start to see the, the change. You start to see the change because the, the, they, they proved that they can play and you need it. That was a physical. If anybody go back and watch that, that's a, that was a perfect example of how physical that game. The Oklahoma-Florida oh, yeah. State in 2011 was so physical, but – it wasn't a blowout, but it was a physical game, and, and the game wouldn't have been close if Florida State didn't have guys in the trenches that can yeah. just 
can complete four quarters. You need trench work. And 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 for a few years, we ain't been, you know, since the Derek Nottys, you know, Mar- Marvin Williams. We haven't had it at all. Of course, of course, you know, he didn't live up to his billing. Uh, you know, uh, Coop, you hope, you know, you, you're glad you got guys like him back, but you need you need some guys on even on those ends. They started attacking people like a Janarius Robinson. A guy yeah, they run, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, we I went had, back and watched um, the film. They're they running at the guy. You, you got guys him. like the Mario Edwards who you ain't running to this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benji, you couldn't you run to real, Brandon Jenkins on the side. You, you mentioned real quick um, that 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 Oklahoma game, and yeah. you know, you know, right before EJ, we had Vince on, and, mm. and Vince said that's the hardest hitting game he, he's ever played in. Pro, pro or college, yo. He's like that's that the game hardest hit, boy. He's like after that. that year, in, in, in the, that year in, before, in the back off that, Nate. Um, yeah. we Oklahoma, they, they 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 abused us the year before. My my apologies. I just want to say yeah. this real quick. They abused you before, but that yeah, next right. year he says the hardest in the game been a part of. But we didn't back down at all. And like you said, Benji, uh-huh. they realized, oh yeah, this team is for real. Like these guys are for real. We, we could have easily lost this game. Yeah, yeah. He said that you know in the locker room they were like you know they embarrassed us. You know you know they you know, they came and motivated, and, and both teams had, had guys you know carried off the field, and, and, <laughs> and they really they really thought that if. You know, no knock to on Tricky that if EJ had not gotten hurt, that they think they, they would have pulled that game out. Sure did. Yeah. Remember uh, that, that play? Um, coming that game? Yeah, yeah Tricky came in that game mm-hmm. and threw that ball on Rashard Green. Remember that? Yeah. Oh man, it was crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, hey, I was I was watching it uh, in my dressing room somewhere in South Carolina, and when Rashard Green caught that pass, I I was I, I I'm assuming because I I. I that might have been the loudest that stadium was rocking. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that probably in one of the highest decibels in history of Dope Campbell. The people went crazy. I, it was like a, the three-point shot that was banked in, but you didn't try to make it. That's how Clint Trickett yeah. threw it up. And, you know what I'm saying? The way Clint Trickett uh, walked down the field celebrating, he, he's like he he meant to bank it in, and he, he yeah. just threw it up a prick. That, that, that place was rocking. Or... Was that the same game when uh, uh, Florida State kept getting make forcing them uh, Oklahoma was doing false yep. starts because they, yep. they were trying to punt out of their own end zone? Yep. It was yep. it was loud. And Stoops kept yep. same game. Bob Stoops was, <laughs> you know, like I, I thought Bob Stoops would, would would have wanted to come to coach in Tallahassee mm-hmm. thinking about that moment right there. It was so loud, my guys couldn't hear. And this, y'all should throw a flag on the fans, man. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was was Carlos or Vince or EJ, um, because you know they all talk about that game. You know, women women said that they felt like Doke was swaying back and forth. It was so loud. Mm-hmm. You know, you it know, was you, rocking, you know, man. Like like typically, yeah, you hear the fans, but they're like that game, like they heard it, and, and you know, just like <laughs> it was so loud. Yeah, that was one of those nineties. I felt it sure. through the TV. Mm-hmm. And people talk, I miss yeah, that I game, but, like but you know, when fans ask on Twitter, you know, which is the loudest, you know, game that they've been to, just that, you know, the Oklahoma game always comes up. Always. It's always number one. Always number yeah. one. You say the same thing? Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit real quick more about 2022 real quick, you know. Talk to him. You know, the, you, you land arguably the best player in Arkansas. I don't think anyone's talking about him. Quincy McAdoo. You mm-hmm. know, he, he, you know, he's oh. a guy – you know, who can stretch the field. He's a guy who, you know, can, you know, is also, I, I feel it's a pretty advanced blocker for a guy who's a high school wide receiver, you know? So you, you land a guy from Arkansas who they targeted early on when they came over to Florida state, um, you know, you, you're correct. You know, you, you have, you know, I, I know CJ, I'm not sure CJ, CJ is, but I know Steve is real high on Duffy. So, you know, there's a, a big possibility of them landing, Duffy and Marchio at quarterback, and, and, and both of them, right. you know, seem like they had the relationships and are, are pretty entrenched in, in, in that commitment. Also, um, saying the name right. Yeah, yeah, it's Marchio. So <laughs> that's how you say it. Um, hey. and, but but you, you know, you look at like, you know, offensive line, defensive line. You know, they, what they brought in in 2020, 2021 at, at the end position. You know, you, you, know, you shore up twenty twenty two inside. You know, you know, now we're talking. Florida's loaded across the board on defense. Yeah. The, the, the 
next two years is loaded. Yeah. I'll tell you, you just mentioned uh, uh, Quincy McAdoo. Um, I, I'm, I, I know Kenny Dillingham has said it, uh, and this is off record, uh, you know, just of his giddiness, rather, of whoever plays quarterback is starting in 2022, they got a pair of receivers that they are going to stick out there and it's going to be amazing. How do you cover? Actually, you're going to have at least three or four. What they're going to be able to do on offense was he probably, he you know, he wished he could have done this last year, but it was more of an evaluator. But 2022 uh, is the class that's kind of your, if, if, if 2021 is the treble, 22 is the base. And they, 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 they're going to turn up the heat. Uh, as it moves through the spring eval, which is they're still able to do uh, more so with video because they are, this is normally that time leading up when a lot of the camps and uh, spring business before you go into, you know, after to, and, and leading up to the spring game. <clears throat> but going into the uh, their seasons, uh, they're, they're going to be able to pull in some, some uh, I, I noticed a couple of tight ends uh, that they're looking, looking to get one of uh, uh, either or which will be both like four borderline five stars. Uh, and this is more so uh, actually shocking. Chris Thompson, Thompson's the lead guys on these guys. Uh, but he's a, he's a sneaky, you know, good, big, you know, those guys that Iowa that you normally see go to Iowa, those tight ends that just like he's first round picked out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. But those, those guys, those are the guys he's going after. Uh, big uh, guys that you can line up, you know, out, out wide. Uh, and be those mismatches. Um, um, so I'm quite sure, like this year, they'll try to feature uh, uh, McDonald at tight end more to uh, pr- to drive their point home uh, at those skill positions. Like you said, you know, uh, the receiver positions, the quarterback positions, we've talked about them. We talked about building up the, tr- uh, the trenches in 2022. Um, and so, uh, probably, and, and on defense, uh, you know, you start to see them pretty much cast wider nets with, with these offers going out uh, with, with, with linebackers that can run, you know, uh, enforcers at safety. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are upset about, you know, some of the locals who, who, who uh, escaped out of Tallahassee, but you know what? It may come out to be a, a, a blessing in disguise by, by this spring game, to be honest with y'all. And the other thing and that, you got- and that's, that's directed at class of 2022. Yeah. And the other thing you got going for you for the class of 22 is so many legacies that are elite players in Florida. You know, you got Jones Jr. You got Hester. Um, you got Armella. Hopefully we can truly get in on him. But you also got some guys like Hunter and Kelly who are elite players that are mm-hmm. Florida State fans. Like they're not even looking anywhere else. Like people are like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. Clemson and somebody else is after Kelly. Kelly's whole family is Florida State fans. He mm-hmm. ain't even looking. Like, so to be able to start <laughs> off with that base right. where you got all these Florida State fans and legacies that are, you know, like, yeah, Jones Jr. is looking at us where he's going to Florida State. Like, he's going to Florida State. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on, Rick. Do we want do we want him? Is 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 Shay Tree Jr. a take? <laughs> we do have um yeah <laughs> right right yeah you know how and that's another thing you know people getting brought up about stuff that happens normally within programs with you know preferred walk-ons being you know Correct. brought in and stuff like that you know nowadays of course it's more highlighted with you know social media and and kids yeah. putting out oh, i'm committed to fsu and this that another but that's, that's just the normal process with, with things. We're not taking any more or less than any other school around the country that would, you know, in regards to the preferred walk-on game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't even want to get in. You know, we could do a whole podcast on, on how Florida State did in the preferred walk-on segment of, 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 of this past year. You're getting guys with college experience to come over we're starting college experience to come in as preferred walk-ons. You're getting guys who are yep. legit mid three-star, you know, division one offers to, to come in as a preferred walk-on. You know, you mm-hmm. know they, they've not only lowered, or I'm sorry, they, they've raised the ceiling of the, of the team by, by the class they brought in, but they've also raised that ceiling by, even by, by preferred walk-ons guys who, 
you know, you, you heard a lot about Ward, Deshaun Ward, the running back, you know, the last couple of weeks in, in, in tour duty and everything. And, you know, there's a lot of feeling that he has something to say next year at running back. You know, again, yeah, I yeah. Walk off, but, you know, this staff had got, they got a lot of flack, uh, you know, th- this past cycle for, for a perceived lack of evaluation. But I think when you look at, you know, what they did in the preferred walk-on game, what they've done in the portal, you know, the early, er, early offers and the early, you know, commitments of, of 2022, uh, I, people need to back off and really see how this has gone and all unfold. Yep. Even that kid they offered today, the, um, the, the, the kid from Georgia, the, the dual threat athlete. Um, oh, yeah. What's it? Thomas Castellanos. Yeah. Y'all need to go watch yeah. his film. You know, he had over 3,000 all-purpose yards and almost 50 touchdowns last year. You know, uh, yeah, and, it, and, and, and quite a bit running, too. Yes, you know, almost a, almost 1,000 yards running and 24 touchdowns on the ground. So, uh, yeah, this on staff is evaluating, you know, how they fit in, the, fit in this uh, in, in this uh, offense. And, you know, the, the things that the, sto- the early stories that, we you know, we had Luke on, a lot when he was committed and a couple other guys, you know, when, when the visits were allowed, just how, you know, great Novell is a, a, as a in-person recruiter. So let, let's yeah. let everything play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I want to touch on this real quick. My apologies. I want to touch on this real quick before we um, wrap things up. But I do want to um, ask you, um, what have you, what have you been hearing in regards to, the morale on the guys that's currently on the team. Like I said, we spoke about the leadership and things of that nature um, that the um, transfers are bringing in, but um, are they so, quote unquote buying into the system what, what Norvell is preaching and, and the work ethic, just the mindset of the team after going three and nine this year, you know, uh, with this past year, what are their, what's the mindset going into spring from what you're hearing? Yeah. From what I'm hearing, man, you know, uh, and, and I'm not surprised um, that there's been uh you know, uh, exceeding expectations as far as uh, off-season, uh, you know, uh, uh, workouts, um, the tour of duty. Um, you know, a lot of these, these, and these are young guys, you know, that, that kind of trying to jump to the front of the line, taking the lead. These are guys that, that Norvell and, excuse me, the staff has uh, brought in. Uh, and, you know, the, when, when the numbers go down of, of guys who've been here before, before Norvell got here, uh, it's no, you know, it's not a shock when you see uh, a higher percentage of buy-in because uh, most of the kid when they when they sign and give you their 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 pledge, uh, they bought in at the table. They bought in in their living rooms already. They bought in on that Zoom call. They they, they bought in. They've been bought. Uh, it's tougher when you got a guy who I don't have two coaches. I don't have two you know position coaches uh, in my last two three years. It's tough to get them to buy in. Uh, so now, because uh, they don't bought in to two other uh, coaches before, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so this new, um, pretty much f- newly flipped roster, a high percentage roster that's been flipped. It's been a, a lot of participation. Guys antsy to get their hands on playbooks. Uh, guys, kids taking the, the the initiative themselves to to do their own practices. Man, I mean. This is Brady did this last offseason in Tampa, just did his own practices. And these are kids doing this. Uh, hey, man, let's get it. Uh, Mackenzie Milton's been doing it uh, with all the, you know, with, with basically the receivers who, who any receiver that's in town, if you're on campus, you out, you, you wanted to be out there with Mackenzie. Uh, uh, Jay Trab been doing the same thing, working with guys, and they actually been rooting each other on. Him and, him and, you, you'll think this is a controlled scrimmage. Uh, Jay Trab and Mackenzie rotating, working with the guys on their own, no coaches. Uh, you know, guys running, getting out there working. Uh, you know, this is this is what it is with 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 this new this staff. Uh, they've had a full year uh, to 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 foster the relationships, and and so kids been buying in. And you know, it's it's not the to me. I don't expect the same feel that I got with guys was always on social media and talking about how how good they look on on, on team photo shoot day and. Uh, I can't wait. Georgia Tech better be scared. Virginia Tech better be scared when we start. The, these kids, they just, they just want to work. And uh, you don't see Bama doing that. 
You know, see, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't throw the uh, pep rap. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. uh, it, ain't, it ain't it ain't a bunch of that. Just like you know, and, and I'm not gonna veer too far off the road here, but you won't see Bama doing this, like you said, leading up to next Labor Day weekend against Miami. They don't care. They just gonna show up. You know that that's just, that's culture. Clemson, you don't never see the band. Hey y'all, hey, opening day, August 31st, it's Labor Day night. We y'all better be ready. We coming for you. They, they, they just want to, I want to let my play do the talking. And so McKenzie, uh, Milton, uh, when I talk, when I think about him and I think about uh, the corner who came over with him, McKenzie's really for the bulk of his career. He, he's not used to losing, <laughs> you know, he's, he's won a lot of games. And uh, so he's a winner. I, 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 I'm not trying to put too much pressure on him, but you know, Tom Brady came as a winner to Tampa Bay. Not used to losing, you know, uh, a team who was used to losing, who they were used to losing. You know, it took a guy like him to to, to kind of shift their way of thinking and working, you know, and preparation that the whole uh, detail oriented, thorough due diligence way of doing things. And Mackenzie Milton has been taking the lead in this, this offseason. And, and guy here, Thomas, look, the guy came from South Carolina who didn't win a lot of games. But he did a lot of things right, and and so him coming over uh, and, and and joining that defensive line, uh, these guys, I, I think, and I, uh, Brian McFadden, um, former No corner, uh, you know, I, he he had a good good uh, combo he shared with me with Kier and and Kier Thomas like, man, look, you know, I don't really do a lot of talking, but if something needs to be said, I am going to say it. I don't care who don't like it on the team, you know, I I loved it, you know, and he said hey, that's how I was raised in Dade County. And uh, that made me smile because when you talk about Miami Central, um, you know, uh, guys who used to winning games, you know, even at their level, I, I'm, I ain't come here to lose. I did not come here to lose. Y'all got to get in line. Uh, if I see you, you know what I'm saying, whipping or taking plays off, I'm going to call you out. That's a leader. Uh, and I expect y'all to do that. They say, don't, if, if you see me, and you know, in any kind of way, I'm not doing it right. Tell, talk to me. Like, and that's player accountability. That's what – you know, Florida State success has been built on player accountability. Uh, you know, 2012 and actually early 2013 offseason, everybody kind of bought in except Kelvin Benjamin. And because of player accountability, he either was going to get in line or go back to Belgrade. Because mm -hmm. there wasn't no transfer portal at the time. It, he was, you, you, you either get down or lay down. You got to get out of here. Uh, he came in over and, and something snapped. Uh, it was either the, the light switch snapped in his mind or uh, th those guys were ready to fight him in the locker room because they wanted right. to win real bad. They felt they had a good chance. They had a good chance. And McKenzie, you know, he didn't come here to just kind of be the, you know, uh, a guy who's going to, well, now we won four games, guys. No, I, I can't. I'm, I'm going to win some games. And uh, I think you'll see a difference in mentality. Uh, spring practices, you're going to see a difference difference in mentality uh, spring game, how they go about the uh, – now, I know Mike Norbert, everybody got a way to learn. Norbert is not going to make him live like uh, Trevor Purdy was. I know he ain't going to do that. Uh, right. Milton going to be his hands off. Now, pay attention to how he, he allows the other guys probably to get uh, touched. But McKenzie Milton is going to be in bubble wrap. Uh, just protect. Hey, don't. That's hard. We can't. I think they're they're leaning towards. Uh, I want my guy ready. Uh, uh for Notre Dame, you'll see. You'll see these guys uh, with a difference in mentality, and it's gonna kind of shock a lot of fans because you know you, you, everybody is now in the wait and see now. You know, I ain't. I'm not getting my hopes up high no more. I ain't letting Florida State fool me. But I, I just I'm looking forward to when people say, "Man, I tried not to get hyped. I tried not to believe." But well, these boys balling. Come on, man. This this can't be. This can't be. What better way than to uh, just go out there and, and let your play do the talking? You, you, I think, Nate, I've seen you even tweet. You got uh, DBs last year or so. They give up a third down, uh, but they made the tackle, and they're talking trash to the opponent. Big hit, like, and like, they're talking like, shit about a big hit. 13 yards. He needed nine for the first. What are you talking like? Exactly. That meant that's loser. I think I think they said it the best. Loser blood. I think you weren't the first person I've seen tweet that. And and, and, and so I'm just looking forward to uh, just a difference in mentality and a different outcome, man. 
Yeah, and, and, and real quick, you know, before you get off here, you know, just a couple, you know, guys I've, I've talked to is that, you know, yeah, I, I think as fans, we're all wait and see. You know, I, I think we're realistic that, you know, there's a climb back to, you know, being that competitive team that we expect Florida State to be. But, you know, the, the, the constant message I, I, I've been told is that you, know, do, you can just feel the difference between the previous year and, and that, you know, the effort and the concentration and the, the, the desire to, to put in the work. So, um, you know, you know, hopefully that carries over to spring. Hopefully that, you know, Florida State can have a spring. You know, you know that's going to be a, another big factor is, you know, Florida State needs that in, in the uh-huh. right way. So, you know, I, I'm excited as a fan to see the, you know, the – the, the the chips are being stacked, you know, to to get this thing back in line. Here, here's what yeah. I'm looking for, right. difference wise. Um, you guys talked about it a lot with that Oklahoma game. Was it 2010? They got embarrassed. Mm. 2011, they weren't letting that happen again. Uh, you know, that's what we talk about. It was the hardest hitting game they've ever been a part of because they just they uh-huh. had so much pride that they couldn't allow that to happen. Look at the last couple of years' teams. We get embarrassed by Miami two years in a row. This year, you think they're going to have some pride? No. They get embarrassed again. So that's what <laughs> I want to see. What is it? When's this game? November 13th, Miami. How do we line up and play against Miami this year? Do we line up and right. knock the mess out of them, or do we lay down again for the fourth year in a row? That's what's going to tell me where this team is. Anything before that? You know, uh, even Clemson, sure, but Clemson's just – they're on another level right now, you know, but that game, that Miami game, that's going to show me, that's going to tell me where this team is at. That's a good point, Steve. That, that, that Miami, is that in Tallahassee? Yeah, it's in uh, Tallahassee this year. Yeah, it's in Tallahassee, yep. Saturday, that's November. a big That's a big one. Uh, I tell you what, if they could, uh, like you said, they showed some pride, and let's say they, Florida State goes out and wins that game. I'd be scared to see what that does uh, to to further catapult uh, recruiting efforts and mm-hmm. uh, anything else that's going to help out. Uh, you win that game, and all of a sudden, you know, because uh, they haven't beaten a rival what maybe three, four years, mm-hmm. three, four yeah. years or so, like uh, 2000, between Florida and Florida. Miami. 2017 is the last time we beat okay. a rival, Florida, when we beat. <laughs> wow! So, so, so that 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 just takes. And, and every one of them an, an embarrassing loss. Everyone has been an embarrassing loss too. Like hasn't been competitive. None. None. Well, that's the your game. game against, the one game against Miami was competitive until Francois had like what three or four turnovers right in a row, and then mm-hmm. they, oh yeah. But that's a, that's uh, more embarrassing. To me. That's that's more embarrassing to me. Like he was up what twenty-seven to seven. Yeah, twenty points on them. And y'all lost. I forgot. Yeah, they, we gave up a, a a nice little lead there. So so basically, that's your game. I could I could hear in your voice. You you want to beat Miami bad. You you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to crush Miami. That's definitely his game. I want to crush him, man. I'm I'm that's tired. Game. November thirteenth, man. I might have to. I may have to come to tell. I don't that's think you sleep good at night losing to Miami. It don't it no. don't seem like you sleep well. That's <laughs> <laughs> five days well, after, I, I might, my, might, after my after my fortieth birthday. Imagine how I felt after going on three podcasts and saying that Florida State was going to win eighty-two to three. I talked so much smack about Miami last offseason and about how King was going to be awful and how Rhett Lash last year Rhett Lash is a horrible hire. Man, that smacked me in the mouth. Jeez, mm. yeah, they, so, def- so, they definitely so, produced last year. Wow. So, oh, yeah, so when it comes quick, to yeah, ahead, Florida man. and Miami, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Now, I was going to uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Um, with, I just um, want to know real quick. Who is yeah, go ahead. Who is you, real quick, each of y'all, which rival do y'all hate the most out of Florida, Miami? Oh, Florida. Florida. What's Florida, without, Florida, without question. Florida. I hate Florida more, but now that I'm down here in South Florida, like, I can't stand Miami fans, man. You despise them? <laughs> I can't stand Miami fans. Yeah, but. I, 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 can re- I can respect Miami because of, uh, of the way that the rivalry has been Unfolded on the field. Move to I, South, I Florida. Florida. Yeah, Move you know, South Florida. Florida. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Florida, but Florida man, man. You, ha- you hate them. You hate them, man. I, I can't hate stand them. Hate them. You hate them. I do hate, hate Florida more. Yeah, I man, I hate Florida, 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 man. I hate Florida. I guess you know 
geographically, like Steve said, you know, him being in South Florida, there's more Kings fans. But up here, man, I, I, you see a lot of Kings fans here too. But it's more of a respect thing and, you know, things of that nature. But Florida, man, you just can't stand Florida. The team, you can't stand in fans. Like, it's just Florida. It's, it's like the little, little the, the, the brotherly love hate with Miami. And this is just bitter. North side, south side, different games. Trailer Park. With, um, UF, yeah. Appalachian <laughs> County. Get the hell out of here. Right. Uh, but now, real right. quick, though, Benji, I did want to um, tap in with this, um, with you in regards to um, what do you have going on? Do you have a tour dates you want to speak on or any projects that you're working on, things like that you want that you want to let the people know about? Yeah, man, I got this uh, short film I'm doing with Ludacris. Um, that'll be wrapped up uh, by the end of this month. Uh, so y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, and, uh, February 25th through the 28th, I'll be in, uh, Dallas, Texas area at the improv. Uh, and then the week after March uh, 5th through the 7th, I'll be in Kansas city, uh, at the improv at the Kansas city improv. And, uh, I'm a little too tipsy right now to remember the rest, but uh, (laughs) for all things, Benji Brown, uh, Benji Brown show.com. Uh, in all my, my social media, Benji Brown one, so that you can uh, stay on top of uh, what city I'm coming to, because it's going to be near you. Most definitely. Not. And I can tell you firsthand, man, this it's an amazing show. Going to see Benji is, is um, definitely a life-changing experience. But as always, <laughs> man, it's, it's great to have you on the show, man. And go Knowles. Go Knowles. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Yes, sir. Chop. Chop. Yep. Chopping, baby. Yep. Go Knowles. <laughs>